Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Trucking 101, surviving your first year with host Melissa Grimm. We'll talk about safety, managing your money, and real life out on the road. Our group has over 100 years of combined real-world driving experience. You've got questions, we've got answers. Hello, and welcome to Trucking 101, surviving your first year. The show that will not only help you survive, but thrive in your first year. Our mission is to find and pass along knowledge to new drivers that will make them the safest drivers on the road and provide a firm stepping stone into a successful career. Our show is not just for new drivers. It is also an outlet for experienced drivers to share their knowledge. If you have a question, a comment, or a topic, press 1 and we'll get you on the show. We can talk about safety, managing your finances, living on the truck, hours of service, compliance, or anything else you want to talk about. Uh, Tonight's show is all about uh, maintenance you can do yourself or maintenance hacks, whatever you want to call it. I'm going to bring on my co-host, Russ Morgan. Hey, Russ, how's it going? Good, good. Just finished eating, as usual. (laughs) Yep, yep. Dinner time. That's it. Okay, so uh, this uh, show was actually all your idea. Um, I got you, as usual, and we're also going to have a special guest, Stephen. I'm going to go ahead and bring Stephen on. You guys are going to talk about, you know, what people like to call maintenance hacks. So let me go ahead and bring Stephen on. Hello, Stephen. Hey, everybody. So you two oh, so, just go uh, ahead and take it away. I'm I'm going to sit here and listen because I don't know almost I don't I know almost nothing about maintenance. So I'm basically just going to sit here and learn and maybe ask a question or two. Oh, uh, well, we we were going to let you lead it. You could you could you could take off and uh, uh you know lead us a little maintenance. Now I, I got to thinking about this show today while uh, um I had part of my air conditioning system tore apart. Um, and something that. Uh, you know, just about anybody can do with uh, with what I had tore apart. I've got a uh, Labrador that rides in the truck with me. That uh, I've got more hair on the truck than or in the truck than I do the dog. Um, it's like it's like uh, she constantly explodes in here every day. So, uh, you know, with vacuuming the truck every day, I mean, I try you know I try to keep the hair under control. But anyway, we're the uh, um, filter is in the dash for the air conditioner and the fan and um, all that mess that's back in there. I went and um, I mean it's pretty simple to take uh, you know, take that apart uh, put my vacuum on it and my blower and what have you and uh, clean up some of those parts back there and then uh, clean up um, the filters and everything under the bunk, you know, change them, change them all out, and put it back together. And I mean, I went so far as pulling the fan out and what have you. But I mean, it's pretty simple. I mean, there, um, you know, it's a few of the, a few screws to remove to uh, uh, get in the dash, and then, you know, only a handful of screws, you know, you can take. Uh, pretty simple, you know, to pull the fan motor out. Now I think it's only three screws holding it. And uh, but anyway, take it all apart and uh, clean it up. Um, you know, back in there where I, I can't usually reach with the vacuum. And uh, I don't know, probably took me a half hour to take it all apart, clean it up, put it back together. 
but yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of little simple stuff like that that uh, you know you can do to you know even just dust and dirt you know do to help uh, um, get your air conditioning working better because now it's you know it's done when got hot. So. Uh, <clears throat> Well, you Russ, know, uh, you got to think. It only took you 30 minutes to deal with that. But PJ, poor thing, has to deal with you all day, every day. So I'd probably explode, too. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, she does have to deal with me every day. Uh, yeah, which is a, which is a concern. Um, <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, you know, um, but, I mean, if I don't do it, then, you know, I mean, all that uh, – you know, all that hair clogs everything up back there, and my air conditioner gets where it doesn't work, work with the crap. So, you know, about, oh, every month or so, uh, I'll take it apart. And of course, when I'm vacuuming, I vacuum the dog, too. They kind of help keep the hair down. They kind of help keep it from getting, uh, you know, all back in there. But, uh, so, yeah, I mean, like I said, I did that one, uh, you know, in the dash and under the bunk. And, yeah, like I said, you know, probably about a half hour. Um, and, uh, another thing I wanted to talk about, uh, since we're talking about maintenance and stuff, let's, I'll talk about checking things here real quick, um, which I guess could be part of your maintenance and what have you, uh, uh, I'm going to throw a buddy of mine under the bus, uh, I won't mention any names, and really not his fault, he's brand new to doing what he's doing, uh, he's not brand new to truck driving, um, but, uh, he was pulling an over-dimensional load, uh, with a trailer that's the trailer is rollers. It's solid rollers uh, that lock into position. Of course, he straps his load down. Um, and uh, but anyway, his trailer will also dump, and uh, he usually dumps uh, his. Uh, well, he had rafters on. He was, uh, had real big rafters on. Anyway, but he had looked to make sure that uh, it shows that his rollers were locked and everything. And uh, he unstrapped it, and usually he'll tilt his bed uh, or tilt his trailer. Uh, then he gets in the truck, uh, unlocks the rollers, and drives out from under them. And this today when he went to uh, today went he went to uh, uh, tilt his trailer. Uh, come on, PJ, come down. Um, anyway, the rollers weren't locked. PJ quit. And uh, because he never did get up there and uh, manually check them and make sure they were locked, uh, I mean he could have, uh, you know, he could have potentially tore up a, uh, you know, a very very expensive load. And um, but you know, I mean it's so simple up there. When he got done, you know, you get up there, you you know, you make when you hit the button, you make sure the rollers are locked. So anyway, I'm gonna have to close my curtains. Uh, my dog is gonna have a fit here. So, sounds like you're going to clean out your AC again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with her barking like that, uh, uh, yeah, the hair tends, so the hair like does a, tend to fly. Like a, you're saying something like uh, you need to, you know, a simple, you know, toolbox or a bag of tools. Uh, so, like a handful of tools would be a good idea to have on the truck, and then you never know when you're going to need them. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, I'm I'm constantly using little hand tools. Well, you know, I mean, um, uh, last time you and I actually saw each other, we uh, we fixed a mirror on my truck. 
you know, I carry yeah. uh, I, I carry a bunch of tools on the truck. Um, I got a half inch drive socket set. I got a three eighths inch drive socket set, and I got a quarter inch drive socket set on here. Um, I've got some air tools, air hoses. Um, I've, you know, I can fix quite a few things on the truck. Um, but you know, I mean, simple stuff that you can do. Well, let's let's take this in the uh, for example. Um, y'all don't think I'm crazy, but I actually uh, on a car uh, used a pair of the wife's pantyhose. Uh, as a belt, uh, we had busted the belt out in the middle of nowhere and took tied it on there. And you know what? It got me to where I could get a belt. Um, that's but yeah. Like I mean, some little Friday night to me. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, there, there wasn't any alcohol involved. There wasn't. Uh, but yeah, it, it could definitely have been a wild Friday night story. Yeah, uh, uh, we're gonna get the pantyhose out. We put the car in. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it could be a wild redneck story, couldn't it? Uh. As as truckers starting out, I mean, you know, they're investing in tools and all sort of stuff. But what is the benefit? That's one of the things I was thinking about. So, why why are beginning truckers going to start doing the maintenance or simple items on their truck? Time. I, I, it's that that's that that's it summed up in a nutshell. Time. Um, you can tell a story, and I can tell a story about uh, um, the um, the pins not wanting to come out uh, to slide the tandems. Um, yeah, I had a I had a tight uh, I had a load that I was you know I had time to do it. Um, anyway, uh, I went picked up the load, uh, you know went hooked the trailer. Uh, of course, the tandems were all the way to the back. I'm pretty sure I think it was a beer load. Anyway, tandems were all the way to the back. Uh, went and pulled the handle, and not all the pins went in. So uh, I, uh, you know, I made some phone calls real quick. Uh, get them to try to get the service truck coming. Uh, come to find out that the thing had just been repaired the day before. Uh, made a phone call saying, "Hey, you know, if I don't get this fixed, I may be late on my load." Uh, uh, but anyway, I got up under there uh, with uh, uh, a ratchet strap and a few tools. And I uh, got some bars bent back where they were supposed to be. And, but anyway, long story short, um, I got the load. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I got the trailer fixed. You know, before they even got a call back from the shop saying the service truck was on the way. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, it's time and money. If the wheels aren't turning or you can't deliver the load, then you're not going to get paid. And I mean, these things are mechanical devices, and they're going to fail eventually. And you're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. If you invest a little bit of your money or the company supplies some of the tools or you go sign up for the pilot reward card and save up your points and buy something every now and then, it could be the difference of delivering that load and getting paid or not delivering that load. So, I mean, it's eventually the amount of, uh, I guess, road service calls or... Uh, stuck waiting on maintenance to get you in the shop and get you fixed. It could cost you miles if you're getting paid by the mile or a load being delivered and pushed out to the next day and not being able to deliver it. Uh, it'll pay itself back. You know, those tools are a good investment on uh, your revenue. What, what did you pick? You, you picked something here the other day we were talking about. Was it a wire or something? But it was pretty I, I simple. 
Yeah, um, I had uh, it was a heavy downpour, and I pulled off at the truck stop, and, um, and the rain subsided, and uh, I was going to do my post trip, and decided to just go ahead and stay there. So uh, there was a wire coming off of the alternator going to the battery cells, and it deals with the voltage regulation system. It's a fusible. It has a fusible link, and you know, at the battery, batteries in the back, and uh, it had just uh, gotten old, and from the vibration, um, several strands had broke, so more electricity is being run through less strands. It got brittle, and it was just hanging there. So um, you know, with you know, just a couple of dollars worth of uh, tools and uh, uh, wire crimps and um, connectors, uh, I was able to fix, you know, the wire and get it get it back hooked up. Um, now, I mean, what would be the potential problems? Uh, well, if the voltage runs too high, um, then it will boil your batteries. It'll it'll send too much voltage through the system. And nowadays, with all the electronics, the ECM, the Qualcomm, and all the mess, you know, everything likes to stay within certain amount of volts. And um, you don't want to boil your batteries up, and, you know, send too much voltage through it. I don't know if that's possible or not, but, you know, uh, if it was meant to be, uh, try to put it back the way it was. So, you know, I, I took out, uh, you know, my wire uh, working tools and uh, was able to strip the wire and put new connectors on and put it back together. Might not have been a professional job, but it got me back uh, in service, uh, kind of like the way it was supposed to be, you know. So, yeah, I got a little wet. Yeah, I got a little dirt on my hands, but for every smudge of dirt, that's potentially a couple hundred dollars in my pocket. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, I know you fixed uh, you fixed some, ho- uh, uh, was it the charger cooler hoses? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when we started running this truck, uh, you know, we had that charge air cooler go out. And um, so we got a new charge air cooler, and that was nice, really nice. And uh, so I um, used the old soap and water in a bottle, spray bottle trick, and, you know, sprayed different areas down and um, with the truck running and uh, was able to see what kind of leaks I was having. And uh, so I started on the, the turbo side, and, um, you know, sprayed some on the actuator, which is, you know, below the, the turbo. Um, uh, so, you know, I started there and worked my way to the boots, and the boots were leaking. They were old. And if, you know, one of your boots gets weak and it blows out and you don't have a turbo, then you're not going to have power. These diesel motors uh, need that extra air going through the system for it to run efficiently. Um, and so, uh, it's a good idea to have an extra set of boots. They're not very expensive, uh, on that side of the motor. Um, you know, like 13, 15 bucks, uh, might be a little more depending on the make and model. But so I had an extra set and, uh, with just a wrench, I was able to undo the, uh, the clamps, slide them off, put them back on and tighten them back up. And then uh, crank uh, the truck up and spray it down with soapy water, and my leaks were gone. So what what I'm looking for is the soapy water to bubble up. You know, you can get that uh, coated down pretty thick with uh, soapy water, and it'll just blow bubbles. Kind of like whenever we were kids, you know, playing with the, with the little bubbles, you know. So um, 
was it was nice. I mean, I, it made me feel accomplished, and I'm uh, keeping the truck running more efficient. You know, so yeah. Yeah, I uh, uh, I, I blew the other side. That that hose is a little more expensive. And matter of fact, uh, when I blew it, uh, Becky and I were uh, we we were running together, not teaming, but uh, uh, we used to run a lot of double loads and stuff like that. And we were out in the middle of absolutely nowhere when I blew that. Um, and I can't think of the name of the, the but the one on the other side on the intake side. Uh, and I blew that. And yeah, you want to talk about no power? Oh my goodness. Um, but I had to figure out something. So I had some rolls of, uh, duct tape and man, did it look terrible, but it got me to the next truck stop. Uh, cause I mean, I, I had blown that joker out and, uh, but I managed to get it put back together and tape the crap out of it. Uh, and it got me there. Um, if not, I mean, I was looking at, you know, a service truck coming way out to me. Uh, and it was, I don't remember how much that part was. I mean, it was ridiculous what I had to pay for it, uh, just for the part. But, uh, but you know, I mean, a, a roll of duct tape saved me. Um, you know, um, a, a, well, uh, a bolt has saved me, you know, um, uh, the landing gear. Um, you know, I dropped the trailer, went to hook a trailer, and noticed that the landing gear handle, uh, you know, the pin's gone. The handle may be, you know, laying on the ground right there or whatever. Uh, pin's broke. Pin's gone. Um, but I usually keep a couple of, uh, spare bolts and nuts, uh, in my toolbox just to, uh, uh, you know, just so I can put that back on there. I had, I had a few washers and what have you, but, um, I picked up one, uh, a couple of days ago that somebody had a, uh, had put a bolt through it, but obviously they didn't have a nut for it. Well, it was still hanging there, and I got to looking at it, and they had actually taken and real tight, they had wrapped duct tape around it. Kind of MacGyvered it, but you know what? I mean, it did the job, and it, um, and it stayed there. I happened to have a nut that would fit on the bolt, so I put a washer and a nut on there and, and tightened it back up. Um. But, yeah, what aggravates the fire out of me, and I've seen this, and I know I've talked about it on this show before, is, you know, I ran into a guy who had a midship light out on his trailer and was going to call the service truck to come out and change out one of the midship lights on the trailer. I asked the guy, I said, do you have one? He said, yes. I said, come on, let me show you how easy this is. Um, anyway, went over there, popped it out. Um made sure the wires were good, popped the new one back in it, put it back in there. Now, I have noticed that some of these lights now, uh, they're getting to where they're riveting them in, uh, some of the LEDs. I did notice that on some of the some of these new trailers the other day. That might prove to be a challenge. Um, of course, the LEDs don't seem to go out so quick, but, uh, you know, I blew an LED out. Uh, I had got LED taillights, and I looked the other day, and it wasn't working. And uh, got in there and uh, uh, got it pulled out. And uh, I had uh, come to find out I had a wire broke. So, uh, you know, I pulled out my little wire kit and uh, uh, 
cut out some wire, got my little cramps and what have you, and put uh, put in a new piece of wire. And uh, when I plugged it back in, well, <laughs> evidently it had been the – I'm guessing here, but uh, I'm sure from the uh, loss of voltage, uh, it had shorted out a lot of that light, so a lot of that LED wasn't working. So anyway, I ended up yanking it out and putting another one in it. But still, I mean, it um, – yeah, it cost me, you know, an LED light, which, uh, what are they, about 20 25 bucks now, whatever they are. But still, it, you know, it beats the heck out of, you know, going to the shop and having that done. I mean, I've seen people, um, you know, I've seen some of these company drivers that say, hey, I'm a company driver. I'm not a mechanic. Uh, well, yeah, that's that's true. Uh, but you're going to be a broke company driver if you won't fix something simple. Um, and, I, you know, I see it. All the time. I mean, you know, I'll crawl. I mean, I literally crawl from, uh, I'm sure that anybody who's listened before listens to Dale Howard, and, uh, you know, he'll talk about getting on a creeper and crawling from one end of the truck to the other. Well, I crawl from one end of the truck to the other uh, pretty regularly. And uh, doing that, uh, I have caught uh, where airlines have been rubbing, and, and that's that's a so simple fix. If you'll pick up, and I see, you know, I'll pick up a piece of um, hose, rubber hose, like waterline hose or something like that laying on the ground that somebody has discarded or whatever, and I'll throw that in a side box because eventually I'm going to see a hose rubbing or something like that, and I'll take and I'll split that hose, I'll wrap it around the hose, put a couple of uh, uh, tie straps on it, now I've got something in between there. Of course, I'll put take the tie straps and, and get it pulled out of the way, but at least I can, I've got some kind of protection right there. Um, and it doesn't look like, uh, you know, I haven't taped over it or something like that. It, you know, uh, if DOT looks at it and they'll go, okay, yeah, well, you probably had something rubbing here and you've, uh, you know, kind of protected it with another hose. You know, I carry uh, stuff like that on the truck. Um the uh, airline uh, – oh, help me out here. We were talking about this earlier uh, uh, to repair the airlines. Um, How about the glad hands? Well, you're talking about pulling your uh, – well, no, not, not connecting – disconnecting? Oh, no, no, no. I was talking about, like, um, ha- you know, having, like, a leaky airline. Right? Oh, and the, you know, like the barb, barb fittings. Yeah, if you do get a, yeah, a hole in your airlines, you can get a barb fitting. So it's just got – uh, kind of like different ripples uh, facing different uh, directions. And uh, so you'll cut the bad section of the airline out, and you'll push half of it into one side and half of it into the other, and you can put hose clamps on it, and you're good to go. It's a simple fix. I mean, um, and it doesn't cost much to get a, a, a razor blade, a razor knife, and uh, make a nice clean cut shove that in there and then you can get them from the walmart and hardware store but i i prefer the brass ones you know you can get them plastic they're even cheaper so yeah Yeah, i have some what are they called again uh let me look at the technical term let me pull my box out emergency well this is a emergency heater hose repair kit and it's a plastic deal that um, has barbed uh, edges on on both sides. So um, the diameter is going to be a little bit smaller than the airline or, or hose that you're working with, and you just slide it up in there. Uh, they also make a compression-style uh, fitting that uh, – uh, I know our shops, um, 
for the company that we run for, um, uh, they'll give them to us. And that little airline, the little compression, their brass um, uh, compression fittings. And, you know, you take, you cut the bad spot out and, you know, you take this little thing apart, put it in there and screw it all back together. And it, it um, you know, it holds that airline together. It's a little, um, like I said, it's compression, it's a brass compression fitting. Uh, for the airlines, and I, I I don't remember exactly what it's called, uh, but most mechanics speak uh, fluent redneck, you know, Dumahudas. Uh, you know, I've gone in there and say, hey man, I got a I, I got a broke airline. You got a fitting, a repair fitting thing. I mean, you can go in there and be that simple. Um, they'll go, oh yeah, you know, hey, what size? You know. <laughs> so you said a good go thing right there, it. Russ. You know, you, you said you go in there and you talk to them. They speak fluent redneck. And the whole idea that you have is, is hey, whenever you have time, you know, there are shops and places out there, whether it's at your terminal or operating center or a TA or whatever, you can go in there and talk to them, watch what they're doing sometimes, and ask questions or, you know, pick up, if you pick up one thing a week, that's something that you didn't know, you know. Um, so, like, if you're... Uh, putting, uh, I don't, I, I mean, it's just a little of everything, you know. Um. Well, hey, uh, what, uh, I, since you start, since you brought that up, uh, uh, talk about your just recent experience. <laughs> Uh, what, what, what did recently. you do? As a matter of fact, uh, go, go ahead and tell the shop too, because man, those guys are awesome over there. Oh wow! Well. <sighs> We had some issues with some tires, and we ran them to where, you know, we got to the point where we thought we'd need to go ahead and replace them and get an alignment done. So Alignment Solutions in Kansas City, and Chad, as uh, the fellow out there, did a great job. And uh, his neighboring partners uh, has a tire shop and a repair shop, um, which is T&E in Kansas City. Uh, so Chris runs that up. And um, so... Uh, we had a lot of stuff done. We had steer tires put on, two drives. Found out that I uh, had some holes in, in uh, the drive tires that uh, I didn't catch. And if you run over something in the road, most likely you're going to have a puncture or a hole in the same, roughly the same spot on the tire. So say you're standing next to your tires, you look at 12 o'clock, that hole will probably be at 1 o'clock, uh, on, you know, your rear drive tire. So rolling your tires over is one of those lessons that I've learned. You know, you might park in the same position, the same situation, and not find that defect. So anyway, I, I think in my mind I'm going to start using my little wax chalk, and I'll just mark the tire, and uh, I'll inspect, and then I'll roll forward to where that mark moves. That way I see a complete 360 of it. Um, so let's see, we had a charge air cooler replaced a long time ago and we had some, uh, coolant lines replaced. And in that process, they, um, uh, broke a, a Delta pressure sensor and had to take a lot of the air filter and odds and ends uh, out of the way to work with it and putting it back together. They wound up shoving it so tight to where the aluminum pipe coming from the air cleaner to the turbo was rubbing on a bracket. So, uh, you know, it, it really pays to have your tractor smoke tested, you know, every so often 
to catch things that you're not going to see. If I didn't, I mean, I had to literally climb up on top of the motor and stick my head over the valve cover to see this hole up under a hose. Um, So, I mean, that, if you're doing that, that is an extremely thorough pre-trip and post-trip inspection. Um, So, I mean, we use some uh, muffler tape uh, and repositioned uh, how the air cleaner and the pipes were situated and took a step even further. Uh, Paul, one of the mechanics, um, just took a little edge off of that bracket. Uh, That way we had plenty of clearance. And um, all of those guys there at T&E, Chad, the tire shop, everything, you can sit and you can watch them do whatever they do. I mean, be respectful. Shake their hand if they need help picking something up or an airline's on the ground. You know they're going to reach for it. Hand it to them. And you'd be surprised that little bit of generosity or help will go a long way. They will start conversation with you. They will explain what's going on. You can ask questions. Um, I mean, even if it's holding a wrench uh, on the backside uh, of something that they're working on with an impact, you know, it might be a little tight for them. I mean, anything that helps them, they're going to turn around and it's going to reciprocate. They're going to help you. Um, So it was a a really good experience. Um, Got the truck running uh, straight down the road. Uh, got some nice tires on. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other things that we we looked at. We had um, the bearings tightened, and um, maybe because of the, the, the tires being bad or whatnot, uh, the uh, hub seal went out. So how did I catch this leak? I wound up barring their creeper first thing in the morning before the shop got busy, and that thing is a blessing. I mean, I was able to roll up under there without crawling and getting – grit and grime and all that on me and um from the angle from the driver's side looking over the tire down uh, you know the oil probably looks like a shadow but whenever i'm on the creeper up underneath with a headlight and a flashlight i was like you know that doesn't look right so i stuck my finger in there and pulled it back and there's oil well, on the top side of the drum, it wasn't collected there. You know, it wasn't as thick. Uh, I don't know how to describe it, but it was very little oil. Um, so they wound up uh, putting in a new hub seal. Um, yeah, I just uh, I, I don't know how to describe the, the atmosphere there. I mean, go in and plan to be there to get work done. And for every one thing you want done, they might find something else potentially that's going to shut you down uh, later down the road. Or do you want to shut down and go to the shop again in the next week or the next month? If you're already losing a day, go ahead and have the stuff done today. So they're able to, you know, go through the truck, look at things and say, hey, well, why don't you look at this? Or this is what you might be looking for a repair later down the road, how to kind of manage your time. Uh, it was really good. Really good. Well, am I missing some things? But you have to help me remember. Now, now I, you, you hit it. You finally got to what I was talking about. Uh, the simple fact that um, we, over time, have built a relationship um, with um, Chris and Chad, but, you know, with the with that T&E shop over there. And, you know, if I want to go and pull up a chair and sit down there and watch them work on my truck, I can. So uh, there's a lot of times I'm out there doing that. 
uh, you know, I'll sit down out there and, you know, I mean, I've watched them. I watched them when they put the bushings in this truck. Um, I've watched them do hub seals. You know, I've watched them do a lot of repairs uh, on this truck. And I realize I don't have the tools and equipment, but it kind of gave me an idea of what's going on with it. Um, But, yeah, I mean, if you can go into your, you know, if you're a company driver, if you can go into your shop and say, hey, look, I want to sit down here and kind of watch and look, Um, you you know, try to learn something. You know, um, I know when I first started into this, uh, um, you know, I didn't know what all these parts were on on the trucks. And there's there's still some stuff that I call Duma Hootus, Duma Flachi, that thingy hanging right there. I mean, but, you know, most of your major components and stuff like that and uh, what have you, I know. But, yeah, by all means, go sit down um, um, at the shop and learn a little bit. I mean, you know, may save you, uh, you know, a, your load, uh, you know, all time right. and money when you're, uh, you know, when you do have, a you know, some kind of minor breakdown on the side of the road that you can fix. Um <clears throat> You know, and they'll share some tips with you. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, sit, get get up there, learn something, help them. uh, You helped them put in a uh, an axle, didn't you? Uh, Weren't they shorthanded? You helped put a put. You know, help them slide an axle in the truck. Yeah, differential. (laughs) You know, um, but you know, doing little stuff like that, though, you know, they'll take you know the couple extra minutes that you know and and show you something. Hey, what's this part? What does it do? Uh, matter of fact, uh, the last time, uh, matter of fact, all three of us were over there at T&E, um, you know, they brought out that new uh, that, uh, that test tool, and I cannot remember the oh, name yeah. of that. But anyway, um, uh, it was a wiring test tool. Uh, I mean, test ground, test hot. Test, and this was the neatest thing in the world, and I wrote it down somewhere, and I, I haven't ordered it yet, cause, but they weren't expensive. But, I mean, it's you know, if you need to test wires, I mean, if you're getting to where – I mean, I, I rewire stuff on this truck constantly and what have you. I mean, if if a wire breaks, I'm under there fixing it. Um, and I would love to order one of those tools because I, it was so neat to be able to, you know, take and, you know, they were showing me how it operated. And they, I don't know. What was it, about 65 bucks or something like that? We looked it up. It yeah, wasn't like, that bad. Like 65 bucks, uh, you, you take a, a hot and – cold wire and you'll hook it up to your battery if you don't want to hook it up to the battery there's you find a a good ground up under the hood and go to your alternator and with the probe the probe has uh lights on it to where you can see i mean like a little white led light where you can see what you're pointing the probe into and uh then it's got lights indicating what you're what you're doing and so you can send electricity in from point a to point b and see where your bad point in the short wire is. is the wire's broke yeah where your short is and it's a lot better right. than a test light or say you know you're just checking fuses i mean you can go get a box of fuses with that little tester for 20 bucks and i highly recommend it but this tool might tell you where you need to replace wire it helps yeah you know, i wish really, i really go ahead it just helps it really helps you troubleshoot yeah i wish i could remember the name of that like i said i've got it wrote down Somewhere I'll I'll have to dig it up. That uh, that was a if we dig it up, yeah, we ought to post that on our uh, on the page. Um, right right now, I would love to have it. Yeah, um, uh, some of you know I, I'm having an issue with my APU. Um, 
and I keep getting a code, and I think it's showing a um, eighth circuit. I, I don't remember exactly what the code is. But anyway, I, man, I have tested and tested and tested and traced and um, did find some bad fuses and what have you. But somewhere, obviously, I got a broke wire in the circuit, and I haven't found it. And that thing right there would make it a lot easier than the way I'm doing it. I mean, I'm doing it the old school way, which is fine. And when I have time, I'll crawl under there and I go, I go to searching. But somewhere um, in that system with that, and they boy, do they ever have a conglomeration of wires on them? Um, according to the code I'm getting, I you know I've got uh, I got a, uh, I'm getting a short circuit somewhere, so I'm. Uh, I'm assuming I got a broke, broke wire or short, shorted out wire or something like that. But yeah, I would love to have that tool uh, to now, be able some to Some of the stuff you're that. talking about might be a little advanced, you know, but you're collecting experience over how many years? All right. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing this for a while. Uh, that and you know, I'm a ham radio operator, so I've been playing with wiring and electronics and and stuff like that for a long time. And I'm no expert by any means, not even close. Um, but, um, yeah, I know I got a little wild with that, but, um, I mean, it's just the still, simple I, things like knowing that your, your truck is running on a six volt or a 12 volt system would be nice to know. Uh, if you're running right. a, a 12 volt system, well, with the truck not running, you know, you need to have 12 volt. The truck's running, then depending on the demand, your alternator is going to be pushing more voltage. So you need to be having over 12 volts, usually like 13.5, 13.2, it could be up to 14, yeah. you know. Um, so just simple things you're going to pick up, and it's you're not going to know it unless you don't. If you get out, get out from behind the steering wheel and start asking questions, talking to people or looking on the Internet and, uh, and just comparing, you know, your experiences with the other person. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, just yeah, stop holding the steering wheel and every now and then pull under truck. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, you know, I don't know how many rear end leaks I found. Well, I know, I, yeah, I, I found at least two. I found, uh, I have found one on the truck that you're driving, and uh, I found one on this truck, and um, you know, went and um, um, well, the one on your truck, I went and I kind, I figured out where it was coming from. I went and bought the parts. I didn't have the tools to fix it. Uh, but anyway, uh, but I carried the parts to a <coughs> uh, to a shop, you know, and got it fixed. Uh, you know, but I mean, if you don't, uh, if I hadn't have been crawling around under my truck, I may not have found where uh, that rear end was leaking, because um, it was getting it was coming out of the front, uh, the front of the differential right right there where the uh, uh, drive shaft goes in, and it wasn't dripping. It was slinging it up on. Uh, it was slinging it on stuff up there, and like from the, especially with a trailer hook to it, uh, it was almost impossible to see. Uh, I happened to catch it with a uh, had a trailer unhooked, and uh, I think I talked about this here on a show not too long ago. Uh, but when I have a trailer, my trailer unhooked, I do a quick walk around on the truck. Uh, stuff that's you know hard to see with the trailer hooked up. You know, I look from the top because, um, I mean, I crawl underneath a lot. So, and, 
now that the trailer's not hooked there, you know, a good bright sunny day and what have you. Um, take a quick walk around there. I mean, I can you know I can look at my tires, look at my brakes, look at you know I can look at everything real quick. You know, it doesn't take but a couple of minutes um, to see if I can find something. Um, you know that might need attention. You know, I I have found uh, um, you know some leaking airlines and uh, uh, put some of the compression fittings on them, or you know, or whatever. I mean, several little different things um, that I've done. You know, speaking of rear ends, um, you know, I carry uh, uh, since I've had two rear end leaks. Um, I carry a uh, a gallon of uh, the oil for the uh, for the rear differentials. Uh, so I've got the big bottle of oil, and then I've got uh, one of the smaller bottles, uh, kind of the handheld side, and uh, with the long uh, nipple on it. And um, of course, you know, if you're looking at your uh, differential, they have the uh, the big square bolt at the top, and then they've got the uh, the little bolt where um, looks like it takes a uh, Three eighths inch drive uh, socket to get it out. Well, you know, you take that top one out, and you should be able to just barely stick your finger in there. And I mean, you should be able to touch oil. You know, if you can't, I mean, I you know I can fill them up. Um, you know, so I carry that. You know, to make sure that uh, you, can't you know my rears are full. WD and PB. Oh yes, WD WD Squirty and PB Blaster. Yes. WD Squirty, or well, WD Forty, but yeah, call it WD Squirty. Um, my goodness, have they ever bailed me out? I'm sure they've bailed you out uh, several times. Wow. Uh, what I love go is ahead. Going, go ahead. going and getting these loads of heavy loads, and um, you wind up. Well, I mean, there's a reason why you back up under a trailer a certain way. If that trailer isn't low enough and you hook that kingpin, and there's a lot of tension from sliding the trailer left or right or too far forward or back uh, whenever you're testing that the jaws are locked, you're going to put that landing gear in stress. So you get out there, and you're trying to crank that landing gear, and that bolt might pop, you know, on the the, the, the cross member that goes from the driver's side landing gear leg to the other. You know, those bolts are there for, you know, to help, but not under tension, you know. So, anyway, just certain things, you know, have some issues. But anyway, I, I mentioned that because these forty-four pound, forty-four thousand pound loads of dog food, it seemed like three loads in a row. I would show up and there's no mud flap. I'm missing a mud flap, and you know, I don't know. An extra set of mud flaps is good to have on the truck some pb blaster you hit those uh bolts back there and you have a wrench and a rat if you have two wrenches or a wrench and a ratchet that's even a better combination but you could easily put a mud flap on if you have one or if you find one sitting around in a truck stop that's ripped off pick it up and throw it in your side box put it somewhere you can poke some more holes in it just turn it upside down poke some holes in it and put on a mud flap you know, you, you can run to the nearest, you know, repair shop, but do you know what position in line you are? I mean, are you the fifth person that's waiting to get repairs for, what, a 15-minute mud flap job? I mean, think about it. That could be the potential chance of you running that load or having to shut down for the night. 
you know. So or like, like, or like what's going on right now. Or like what's going on right now, DOT catching you. Of course, I think the, today was the last day. <laughs> well, but they'll still be out. They're going to try to catch people that tried to skip it. So they're still going to be out looking for people. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I just, heck, we're, this, is a, this is a team effort here. Uh, they, uh, I've got flagged off the side of the road. You know, they, they got behind me and pulled me over. And this was shortly after the IFTA stickers. So, you know, they give you a grace period, and then all of a sudden they were looking, I guess, at IFTA stickers or something. I don't know. So there was no national alert of, you know, roadside inspections or today's cargo, uh, you know, securement week or whatever. It was just out of the blue, you know, pulled me over and checked everything, you know. So, I mean, if you stay on top of it today, tomorrow, and yesterday, whatever, uh, you don't really have to worry about, DOT week, you know, if you're running legal, okay, speak, then... Okay, speaking of that, what, though, um, we've only got 15 minutes left on the show, and I wanted Russ to go over something that he's been meaning to go over with me on the phone, so I figured he could go ahead and do it on the podcast. Some easy stuff that I can check myself. Uh, you're going to give me a little education on uh, easy stuff I can check myself to avoid a major breakdown. So why don't you enlighten everybody, uh, including me? Uh, well, we've covered. Well, we've covered a lot of that. Um, now, uh, there's a difference between easy and dirty. <laughs> okay, well, maybe that's the wrong. I like it dirty. Truck. Uh, yeah, oh, every, no. okay. everything uh, on the truck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Go everything ahead. on the truck uh, will get you dirty, greasy, what have you. But yeah, uh, so some simple stuff. You know, uh, you know when you're doing your free trip in the morning, look at the, you know, look at your belts real good. Um, you know your belts. Uh, you know, I mean, you can look at your belts. You know your tires. You know uh, your, you know your hub oils on the front. You know, uh, that's real simple to do. You know, uh, and you get over. Uh, how do, and, how um, do you check the hub oil? You know, how do you check it? How. There is a. Um, I usually carry a little rag around with me, and I'll take and wipe my little. I, I try to keep my little windows clean, but there's a little window all the way around on your hub wheel, and you mm-hmm. can actually see the level in there. And there is a mark uh, to show you where it should be. Uh, now, if you can't uh, wipe around, your, you know that little plug and see. Uh, you know, sometimes those windows get a little cloudy and stuff like that. You can pop the seal off, but eventually if you keep popping that outer seal off, uh, it, you know, it'll get weak and it'll start throwing it out of there. And if you overfill it, it'll throw it out of there. Um, but like I said, I just take a, uh, a rag and I wipe, you know, right around the bottom. And um, I can look and see, you know, how much hubble I have on my, uh, you know, on the front. Um, <clears throat> you know, and then, of course, you know, Checking the oil, uh, uh, checking your power steering fluid. Your, uh, you know, I mean, you can, uh, you know, I can see mine. You know, I can see through my uh, container. It's white, but I can still see where the oil level is on my power steering fluid. I can see how much coolant I got. Uh, you know, of course, I mean, you can easily look at, ty- you know, at your tires as you're walking around. You know, see if you got anything. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, see if you got anything broken, missing, loose, or leaking on your truck. Um, Wires, I mean, it's not hard, you know, when you're walking around your truck to, you know, like Stephen caught that wire the other day. 
you know, when when I'm under the hood, uh, you know, I'm under the hood when I do a pre-trip, and I'm under the hood when I'm fueling. And when I'm fueling and I've got my windows washed and what have you, I'm looking under that hood um, and trying to see, you know, does everything look like everything look like it's supposed to? Has anything moved? Do I have a wire hanging anywhere? Um, do I have a wire that looks brittle? Does it look like it's going to break? Um, <clears throat> you know, when I'm crawling under, uh, when I'm crawling under there, uh, you can get to. There's a little bolt on the side of the transmission, and by all means, get a mechanic to show you where it is. But there's a little bolt on the side of your transmission. Uh, on mine, it's right over here on the driver's side of the transmission, and uh, it's up kind of high. And but anyway, I can take it, I can back that out, and I can stick my finger in there and see if I've got enough fluid in my transmission. I mean, that's really simple to do. Um, I know, Melissa, I know yours is an automatic. I don't, um, but I think it's, uh, it may be in the same place. I'm not, like I said, I'll, next time I, next time I see you, I'll, I'll crawl into your truck and show you where it's at. but like I said, I mean, some simple tools, you could take that little bolt out, stick your finger in there. Of course, you want to be kind of on level ground. If you're, you know, if it's leaning to the driver's side, you may get, uh, uh, oil on your head. But all it takes, I mean, you can just barely step the tip, I want tip of your finger in there. And I mean, <laughs> yeah, and, you know, and you should fill oil. Um, you know, those Mack trucks know, uh, that I was running, uh, those automatics, um, there was a dump truck that they had that were automatics. Behind the cab was a dipstick, you know, um, that you would unscrew and and check the, the automatic transmission fluid, so to speak, with the... I don't know. I, I, oh, I'm right. not an automatic fan. Well, these automatics, uh, you know, in, the, in these big class eights are, I mean, they're just computer controlled standards. Um, so, you know, they're uh, not really your full, you know, like a big, like one of, uh, some of the dump trucks I've seen have Allison's in them. Um, so, but, so uh, you can check transmission fluid. Uh, with your finger, can you you can do the same thing on your rear ends? Yes. Yes, same thing on the rear ends. Um, the uh, I've got a uh, I got a little tire gauge tool. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, anybody who's been to the CMC, they they've handed they handed them out a couple of years in a row. Um, and on that tool, um, it looks uh, it looks kind of like a key. Uh, without the teeth on it, it looks like a real funky looking, like I said, shaped kind of like a, uh, kind of like an old school car key. But it's got uh, on the wider end of it, it's got um, it's got little bumps that come out. One's a little longer than the other, and I mean, you got the flat edge, and then all of a sudden you got a bump, and then you got the flat edge again. Uh, well, those uh, will tell you tire tread, tire tread depth. The bigger one is for your steers. The little one. Uh, it's for your uh, drives and trailer tires. Uh, you know, you take and set that on the groove right there, and if it doesn't set flat on the groove, uh, you, you know, you've got a tread wear uh, depth issue. Um, it's got uh, – there's a hole in the center of it, and uh, that's for cracks in the – you know, for uh, you know if you've got a chip or a crack in the windshield bigger than that in the sweep of the uh, windshield – uh, then DOT may have a little discussion with you. Um, it's also got uh, you can check your uh, brake thickness with it. Um, if that key won't slide right there where the brakes meet, there's a little V in there, and if that key won't slide in and out of there, 
then your brakes are down too low. Um, what? Oh, it it does. It has a long and short uh, slack adjuster check on there. So uh, I think Dale's uh, mentioned getting a uh, dowel rod. Uh, cutting it to length, and you can pry that in between your seat. Now, I've got a big heavy deal on here where I can step, uh, put my brake on. And uh, <clears throat> But anyway, you can hit your brake, and you can run around there, and you can check all your brake chambers if you want to. Make sure that uh, your brakes are still in adjustment. So uh, I don't know if you uh, – uh, you should have got one. Uh, you've been to enough of them, but I don't know if you should have that little tool. But that little tool there, I use that thing all the time, especially, you know, for tire tread, uh, for tire depth, <clears throat> I'm sorry, for tread depth, and um, of course I've got the brake safe on the truck now, so you know my little flags tell me if my brakes are in adjustment or not. But before that, I would use it, you know, to make sure that uh, my brakes were adjusted. That, that's a like I said, awesome little tool, and I would check the brake thickness. You know, if it was still going in there, hey, great. Now, if it's not going in there, oh, we got a problem here. We got, you know, we, we got to change out some brake pads. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, and um, tire Becky gauge. may be able to remember the name of. Do I now? Oh, tire gauge. Yes. Well, of course, uh, tire gauge is uh, is pretty much a must now. You know, I'm running electronic. Stephen, you're running electronic, and that's uh, yeah, that TST system. I highly recommend it. Uh, but yeah, that's you're awesome. right, man. It, um, you know, a tire gauge, man. You know, make sure those tires are up. And uh, you want to get a lesson on tires? Uh, give uh, Chad a call. Uh, um, uh, over at Alignment Solutions, uh, he, uh, you know, he'll educate you. Or you know, uh, on uh, Rolling Toe, Mike Beckett. Um, it, it, well, let's, since you brought it up, you know, I roll into a uh, Love's Tire Pass. I use it quite regular. And I, you know, I, I roll in there with my tires cold, and I told the guy, I said, uh, 120 on my steers, 130 on my drive, and he plans to argue with me. So I try not to get in a huge argument. I was like, look, do it. And he basically called me stupid. But, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, the recommendations you know, on the sidewall or the, the literature that you can pull it up on the Internet it tells you the load rating and what load you have to have a minimum of so many pounds of pressure. Right, exactly. And I I could have pulled all that out, but um, I, the guy could tell I was getting irritated with him. And uh, matter of fact, he didn't charge me for the tire pass or anything. I think he was afraid that I might go in there and have a discussion with his manager. <laughs> but... Um, but yes, I mean the tire gauge is you know uh, uh, pretty much a must. And like I said, that TST has saved me. I, you know, I I, um, I went around. I had uh, uh, thumped the tires. I, I'm not. I don't thump the uh, I don't thump the tires on the tractor quite as much as I do once on the trailer. Because like I said, I'll turn the key on that TST. You know, starts showing me the pressures on all my tires. Uh, well, one morning I had. <clears throat> Uh, turned it on, and my uh, when I turned it on, my alarm was going off, and I had one of my wide singles all the way down to 80 pounds. Now it wasn't at 80 pounds when I parked. Anyway, mm-hmm. so I pulled out my uh, my little air hose, which I didn't even talk about. I don't, yeah, I guess we did kind of talk about the air hose anyway. But anyway, I pulled out my air hose, hooked it under my gla- uh, hooked it up to my glad hand, and I pumped it up. I think I can get it to 110 with the tractor, and 
I pumped it up. I was on my way over to uh, uh, to see Chris anyway at T and E, uh, and have some tire work done. And uh, I told him, I said, uh, I said that tire was low. I said it's it's been you know holding air now. I said, but it was low. You know, y'all check it out. And sure enough, it had a screw in it. Uh, and of course, it was parked on the bottom because I mean I had looked when I was you know I didn't see anything wrong with the tire. And of course, it was on the bottom. Uh, so you know, rolling that tire, I, I probably should have. Uh, but uh, anyway, yeah, had a screw in it and they fixed it. So well, yeah, the, let me, the TST system was awesome. Yeah, go ahead. Since we're talking about tire pressures and and most new drivers aren't going to be able to have the TST, let's go back to the loves. Uh, I just had my first experience with it. Um, I never knew exactly how it worked before, and I'm sure a lot of people don't know how it works. What it is is, I don't know. What do you think, Russ? If you want to keep a really close eye on your tire pressures, maybe roll in there uh, once a week to have everything checked out? Yeah. Um, I probably roll in there. I probably am in there every three or four weeks. Now, you know, now that the, okay. especially in the wintertime, I was in there. I, I was in there probably every three or four weeks um, okay. in the wintertime. So you roll uh, in. But now, yeah, wait, so wait, you wait. roll in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What I was going to say is, of course, I could see my tire pressures. So by all means, I right. mean, it, you know, roll in there. It's, uh, you know, if you don't have any points or any, or a free tire pass, it's five bucks. And they'll do, and for right, five exactly. bucks, they'll do every tire on the truck. But go ahead, finish your story. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I, was, I would say if you uh, really are not comfortable checking your own air pressures um, or you just don't want to, um, I would roll into the Love's Tire Pass once a week, have everything checked out. They'll check your pressures, and if anything's low, they'll fill it up. Uh, my rec- they're they're going to want to reduce the tire pressure if it's a little over what you want. Uh, my recommendation would be to tell them not to do that because it's unnecessary, uh, but that's usually what they like to do. But if, if it's that way, I would tell them not to do it. But anyways, so they, they hook up all your tires. They check all the pressures. They'll inflate any tires that need to be inflated. They actually even check your mud flaps and your lights and listen for air leaks as well, along with the uh, uh, checking your air pressures and, and filling them out, uh, filling them up. So that's awesome. And you think about it, it costs you five bucks. If you could spend five bucks once a week, you could possibly uh, avoid a tire blowout, which is going to cost you. It'll, it'll it'll kill your whole day. So if you if you spend five bucks once a week rolling through the loves, make sure your tires are properly inflated, you could save yourself a whole lot of hassle. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, and your, you know, rolling resistance and everything else, fuel mileage. Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, keeping them up. Uh, I will say this. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, you were talking. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was going to say this. I know the show's, you know, about to wrap up, but um, for the folks that don't have the the tread depth gauge, I have one that looks more like a uh, tire pressure gauge, and I learned uh, some interesting things. I'll try to take some pictures and possibly send that to Melissa and let her post it on the webpage for folks to look at. But um, anyway, it's basically making sure it's calibrated um, or that it's uh, seated properly to where you're reading accurately uh, tread depths. So anyway, I thought I would add that. Okay. Uh, since you brought up calibration. Awesome. Go ahead. Yeah, since you brought up calibration, uh, yeah, on your tire gauges, uh, all shops have a, what do they call it? They call it a master, uh, 
Um, master gauge, anyway, I think? Yeah, they call it, well, they call it like a master gauge. But anyway, but I have a place on the wall, usually mounted on the wall, and it will be wrote, uh, you know, 110 pounds or 100, whatever. It will be wrote something. You can go up there, and you can check your uh, tire gauge on it. And, mm-hmm. you know, your tire gauge may show, uh, you know, it may show five pounds different. You know, it may say it's set at 100, mm-hmm. you know, 100 pounds. You may be showing 115. Well, remember to subtract five pounds off your tire gauge. Uh, oh, and another thing, keep your tire gauge uh, uh, padded. You know, they're bouncing down the road and that. They will get to where they're not calibrated. Yep. Well, guys, that was that's excellent stuff. We basically just blew through that hour, and I'm sure you have more stuff you could talk about, so maybe we'll do another one because that was, that was great stuff. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and wrap the show up, though, since we have blown through our hour. Um, go ahead and go check out our Facebook page. Uh, we'll get some pictures of some of the stuff that we've been talking about and maybe even a few web links as well. So go check out our Facebook page. It's Trucking 101 on Audio Road, and if you haven't liked it yet, go ahead and give us a like. Uh, if you are an experienced driver, please share our podcast with new drivers. There is a pinned post on the Facebook page on Trucking 101 on Audio Road that makes it easier for you to share the podcast episodes. Please help us get the word out. Uh, if you need to reach us, you can reach us through that page, send us a message, and we'll get in touch with you, talk to you about whatever you need to talk about, questions, concerns, ideas, whatever. You can also reach us through Let's Truck at 800-FUEL or email support at letstruck.com. And I want to tell you about all the other podcasts, uh, really great stuff. You definitely want to go check those out if you're looking to learn. Rolling Toe every Sunday at 8 p.m., 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Trucking with Authority with host Kenny Long, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Rates and Lanes with Rico Muhammad, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Destination Health with Kevin Rutherford and Kim Cockerham, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern. And finally, I'm going to close out the show with a quote from one of our favorite best-selling authors, Larry Winget. Do what you do enough to become excellent at it. Otherwise, you don't. All right. Excellent show, everybody. Good night. We will see you next week.